Well, hello. Welcome to the Kingsway Podcast. Good to see you. Thanks for tuning in. Rocking and rolling. Uh, Jed, you're joining me today. Hey. It's good to see you on camera. You know, <laughs> know. it's the mystical voice. You're like the, the one that just James Earl from, Jones of calls Kingsway. From the deep. <laughs> you're Mufasa. The black beyond behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun is uh, when we get you on camera, you, you show your professionalism. I was pointing this out before we started, but you got your coffee, your laptop. Um, you were put together. I brought nothing. So, uh, <laughs> don't you have your Bible? This no, time, I don't even have a Bible. Oh, man. It's starting off great. Yeah. <laughs> we're killing it. Well, I know uh, every week we kind of change things up a little bit or move things around, and we're, we're excited to kind of, I, I can, I think I can preview it. Next week, we're going to start a, a two week thing or a two, at least a two parter yeah. called uh, How to Be a Man or um, How Do We Be a Man Today or man something, up or something yeah, around, something that. around that but it's, it's basically like uh, what does it look like to be a man and just give them a, a quick preview the thought is in most cultures there's this time when a boy becomes a man mm-hmm. and like we know you know they, they kind of have a set thing whether it's an age or a, you know an event what does that look like for us and then on top of that what does it look like to continue that or to, to show that so i'm excited to talk about that it's kind of around of course father's day yeah which is like it's not man day but it is about <laughs> men, so it kind of yeah. makes sense. Um, hoping to have a special guest or two. We'll see if we can get them um, working on them, but that'll be in the works. And please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll that'll happen. So, But today, uh, kind of around the theme of, uh, I think our intention here is to be like uh, uh, lovers of learning is kind of mm-hmm. the way that I've, I've talked about, lovers of learning. And so we constantly want to feed you places, things, podcasts, books, you know, yeah. articles, anything that we can try to point to that at least uh, kind of creates conversation, creates cognitive kind of development, maybe some surrender, humility, some good listening opportunities. Honestly, most of the time it's just good listening that leads to learning. I have a thousand bug bites, so if I itch the whole time, Jed, I'm so sorry. And if you're watching this on video, I hope you I, can't hear it. I apologize <laughs> in advance if you can. It's an ASMR for itching. Well, we don't in, we don't intend it to be. <laughs> you got a thousand bug bites. Chiggers are the devil. That's, that's proof that devil exists. Um Cool. Well, so today we're going to continue that theme of uh, being lovers that learn um, or learning to love or loving learning, <laughs> whatever way <laughs> my brain just... puts it together today. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue that theme of trying to put things in front of you that are challenging and helpful. And by doing that, we're really going to try to use things that have been helpful for us uh, in our growth. So um, that being said, I think, Jed, you, you kind of have some structure or thoughts to like what we need to talk about first. Do we want to just say like our categories? Do we want to go like, you know, third, third thing that we've been reading, second thing, first thing, how do you, how do you want to structure this? What are you thinking? Does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I, I mean, I did not think about that. I mean, in my mind, I am, I try to be as broad as I can in the things that I'm learning about. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, one of the things that I've found myself being constricted in my learning a lot of times is when I focus in on a single topic or a single perspective, yeah, or a single point of view, obviously. So, what I try to do is listen to a broad. You know, I don't want to put myself in a position to be corrupted by you know what I would say are negative perspectives or negative views, in the sense of like you know perspectives that I think devalue people or devalue mm-hmm. you know the things that I believe God does value. But I also am curious a lot of times to learn from people that have different perspectives. Yeah, and so. Uh, that includes fictional books, podcasts that may not have a Christian theme. That that may include articles and things that have the opposite perspective of what I'm what I'm accustomed to or what I've grown up in. And I think it's always important to do that uh, to learn well. Um, yeah. 
So let's let's just start with this. Like uh, obviously, there's uh, you know there's a lot going on in the world in the the kind of the the racial tension, the the kind of standing up with uh, the police officers that I believe most of the time yeah. are doing a pretty good job, and honestly, a really good job. Um, that we do count on for a lot of great things. And so there's a lot of divide and it feels very similar to, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning, um, just a clip and it says, you know, the devil loves it when we divide ourselves and us and them. Yeah. That's what it loves. And the devil loves to do that. And so it was, there was Samaritans of the Jews or that was the Christians and the Jews or it was the Romans and the Israelites, you know, all the way back to it loves it when we, the devil loves when we disunify under a topic or under a banner or under a, a political, you know, Democrat, Republican thing. And so one of the things I, I've been trying to do is find what is the unifying thing that is worth looking into when it comes to when I feel conflict. Hmm. Um, and so one of the things I've been listening to is um, listen to multiple things, um, but I've been reading and listening to uh, Ravi Zacharias, um, but I've been reading and listening to both sides of the argument. And so I think there's some things that I've learned a ton about in the sense of like where where the, the other point of view is coming from. When I hear mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, I attach it to, you know, that sort of organization. And yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. like, do I believe 100% in everything they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. But do I believe Black Lives Matter? Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like that's a God thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, you know, kind of growing up in my understanding and reading their website and reading some of their beliefs yeah. and their core stuff has been really key for me. And like understanding their perspective, listening to um, African-American or black preachers and their sermons over the last few weeks. Um, this is why I got named Napoleon. I, I can post his, his kind of 20 minute sermon that he did the week afterwards. It was so incredibly brilliant in the sense of helping me understand that one of the things he said from his perspective was the concept that when you're an African-American and you see your white friends get their prayers answered, and then as an African-American Christian, you don't see God answer the same prayers. Mm. And so you're sitting Dang. in the aisle at church and your kids or the people around you don't have that same, you know, and you're like, I prayed the same prayer for my kids. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so he was just talking about the heartbreak that that is. Yeah. And so that like really helped me to lean in in the sense of just empathy in that direction, mm -hmm. even as a Christian brother or sister to want, you know, God to be, uh, you know, vibrant and capable in their life and to lean in in prayer. And then also to lean in on, you know, kind of the other side of things of knowing we have some police officers in our church yeah. and that they do an amazing job and their families are incredible. And I know they serve with an attitude to, to bring peace and to provide a safe place. And so, you know, reading about their hearts and how heartbroken they are over George Floyd and what they wish, you know, would not be a poor, you know, perfect representation. Yeah. And so, you know, listening to some of that stuff. So I encourage, you know, maybe that's, that's all I'm saying is, Look on both. If, if yeah. you're just picking one perspective, please, mm -hmm. you know, find a way, um, you know, to look at both and to to take it in because Jesus loves both sides of this. There is yeah. not an us and them in this. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot. Have you been reading anything or anything on those sides? And um, I mean, I, okay, I have. I, I want to say I, I've gone like hunted down like like mm. Black Lives Matter uh, materials or anything. Um, I started a book yesterday mm. um, called uh, Beyond Colorblind. Mm. Um, uh, let me look at the the author here. Um, I'm curious about that. Cool. Her name is uh, Sarah Shin. Okay. Um, and so it's a book that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I think after – I don't 
remember ex- the exact circumstances, but it feels like the kind of the first time this, this big like Black Lives Matter kind of came on, on yeah. the scene and um, was like all over you know media yeah, and everything everywhere. Um, yeah. And it's just the idea that like uh, taking the stance of like. I don't see color or I don't see ethnicity or I, you know, whatever, like is not, not enough. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's really just another, almost even another form of racism, just mm-hmm. like being like, um, just denying that we are ethnically different and not celebrating the differences and not hurting with the, mm-hmm. with the hurts and, yeah. um, but almost even hiding behind this, like, it, it like just denies everything yeah. of the past by just saying like I'm colorblind I don't see your color. Um, yeah, so it's not it's yeah. not empathizing, right? Exactly. It, that's yeah. the that's yeah. the thought process. Which I mean that's that's part of the debate, you know, and whether or not we need to fully empathize. Do we need to be you know mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness for past generations' yeah. sins and so yeah. on? But I think that's a healthy way to read that and to mm-hmm. understand that maybe the other side hears those words differently when our hearts maybe yeah. are fully aware of what we're communicating. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I struggle sometimes to say Black Lives Matter is because I don't necessarily always agree with the political movement, but I absolutely yeah. agree with the value of the person. Mm-hmm. And I think racism is yeah. absolutely not found in the Bible. It's something that is absolutely seen in Revelation is totally destroyed yeah. and that everybody— no, you know, Absolutely. tongue tribe. So, yeah. you know, I get that. And I think that's why where we're at in the Midwest, it's so important to ask better questions mm-hmm. and to dig. Um, and that's part of the reason if you're not having a conversation with someone with color mm-hmm. in their in their pigment <laughs> and you're asking them how they hear the statements that we're saying, yeah, it's because you're uncomfortable and you're not willing to ask the questions. Not yeah. because they don't have answers that you may not like or that you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. or that you may not fully understand. And if you're not willing to have a conversation with a cop, let me just say this. If you've never been on a ride along with a cop and you've not as, as you don't understand the intensity of that job. Hmm. I've been on a ride along multiple times. It is an intense job when you're in the middle of the night and you're pulling somebody over, you don't know and you're trying to be safe, mm-hmm. but you're also know that you need to be aware. And that, that is a difficult yeah. thing to do well. And so, you know, I think this is just a great place to start because if we're going to love to learn, as we're saying, yeah. these are the opportunities. These are the things right in front mm-hmm. of us. That's not the whole thing we want to talk about today. No, and no, I know no, I just yeah. I opened the can up with like the most intense thing ever. But <laughs> I, I just think if we don't talk about that and we yeah. kind of go to the other things, I think everybody's kind of like, yeah, whatever. I have plenty to learn right here. Mm-hmm. And this may be the place you need to start. I mean, truthfully. Yeah. It, it just may need to be, be the place you need to start. I have mentioned it before, but talking to strangers, it is not divided. I'm telling you, Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. go read that book. Download it. Read it. It's a healthy place to start. Because it both it both shows the perspective of cops and it shows the perspective that all lives matter, because Black lives matter, and so it's 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 healthy in in kind of giving both sides to saying like this is a yeah. difficult thing that we're up against. So cool. Put put your comments in there. But you know, remember to be kind and gracious. We're learning and growing yeah. too, and figuring this stuff out. We're not afraid of the conversation, but we don't want to make a point on the internet. We want to try yeah. to make a difference with individuals and in our own hearts and the people around us. That's that's what we want to do. I think. Um, yeah, just being willing to accept ignorance <laughs> is like a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's been a big thing for me. Cause I know, uh, that word for like my whole life has just had this negative stigma to it where I'm not ignorant. Like mm-hmm. I am educated. Yep. I'm a learned man. Yep. 
I'm ignorant. <laughs> like, I'm I'm ignorant, um, and I need to learn. I need like, to yeah. at, be educated. And, I know we, we say it all the time to each other, right? I'll give you grace to learn if you give me grace yeah, to learn. Exactly. And, and we just need that space. Um, so let's just jump uh, to something a little lighter. Yeah. Because there's there's other things that obviously you know to let this engross and take over your whole life is to miss opportunities that are also in front of you to learn about other things or grow. And you know, and like I still have to be a dad of three boys that yeah. don't see color in any way, shape, or form to even try to explain this to them is difficult because racism isn't necessarily you know it's not inherited or it's yeah. not you know inherit in the sense of when you're born it's it's something that's taught um, and to a level they. Yeah. So uh, here's here's where I've been listening to this. Been really fun. Are you ready? Uh, Hardcore history. All right. Uh, by Dan yeah, Carlin. About- <laughs> uh, it, it is uh, it is a podcast that if you have if you like history at all, I was talking to my friend Dylan about this, who is a social studies teacher, and didn't wasn't aware of this. And we were, we were driving in a car, and I and I showed him the podcast, and I showed him all the things that were in it. It was like it was like if someone revealed calorie free pizza that you have free access to. I mean, the guy was just like, I'm going to devour this. And I'm like, I know. Um, I mean, it was fantastic. And th- so just to give you a, a little bit of background, Dan Carlin hosts um, a podcast, but he, he calls himself, he is not a historian. He's a lover of history. So it's very similar to how we try to yeah. you know, view ourselves. Like he just studies other historians, but he walks through certain events in time, like World War One, as the blueprint of apocalypse. And so the concept of like a world war that could end it all, you know, that, that, that concept. And it's like an eight parter with like four hour episodes. He only releases two episodes a year. Oh my god! Two episodes a year that are that are close because to, he's researching because he's researching <laughs> so hard and he, and he puts them together in almost like a book or audio book form. But it's oh like goodness. a talk show in the sense of like he is comedic and he likes to come at it. From, he is not like let's talk about Midway and like describes like yeah. you know this this many ships are involved in this many. He is reading the the background of the captains on these ships. He's reading the background journals of the soldiers wow. on the ground. And then he's giving you the perspectives of like the technology of the weapons at the time, the strengths and the pluses and, and the, 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 the reasons that battles go the way they did and giving you all sides to why, you know, they think things went certain ways. And it is captivating to me. It is overwhelmingly powerful in the sense of just showing how leadership at the highest levels, even in the military or government, they are put impossible. They're put in impossible situations that you and I would just never want hmm. to be put in uh, the situations of. And I think it's helpful for me to recognize that a lot of the things that we face in our daily lives are not new. They're just not new. They've been people for hundreds of years now recorded. <laughs> have been going through the same thing. So highly encourage hardcore history. Check it out. It is not something I would say is super kid friendly in the sense of the subject matter and like what they do, but man, it is amazing uh, in the level of, I think just information and uh, yeah, it just pulls me in every episode. I'm already done with it. It, it was released last week. It's four hours long. I'm done. It's I, and I'm, and I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad that it's done. Uh, it is so good. And he's going through uh, world war two uh, from the perspective of the Japanese Pacific war. Giving you an idea of like why Jap- why Japan was such a difficult adversary mm. in World War II and why uh, it was a uh, it was a difficult campaign. So it's pretty cool. Dang, yeah. So that's, that's the podcast. <laughs> it's one of them. What have you been that's listening to? Um, I I think I mentioned it last time. We we talked about this a little bit, but I've been back into it. Um, been finding finding times to listen to it. But uh, the soundtrack show, um, mm. David W. Collins hosts it. He's done. I haven't listened to it. Yet. I need um, to. I need to. Yeah, it's really good. He he's done um a lot of soundtrack work for um different things in Hollywood. Nothing like super major. Um, but 
worked on some of like the the lower level like Star Wars shows. Like mm-hmm. I think he did music for Lego Star Wars, the video game. Like you know, wow. just kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those things, are epic, but, though. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. epic. Yeah, and a little it's bit of voice acting too and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he'll just take. Um, I just listened to yesterday. He literally just went and looked back at music from like the old timey universal mm-hmm. monster movies, uh, Frankenstein and uh, the invisible man and Dracula and stuff like that. And just like, there's not a lot of music in it, but talked about how it evolved from, I think, I think Dracula was kind of the first one yeah. that had some music in it. And it was just kind of the intro theme. And then talked about how they, a little bit more in Frankenstein. And um, my favorite thing it's in one of the very first episodes. He calls it the language of of death in in movies, and it's just like this three note phrase. Mm. Uh, it's called the DSRE. Is what it's called, and it's just like three notes that if I you die. listen for it, uh-huh. it signals like Someone's death dead. or oh, something terrible so happening, cool. or like like the Jaws theme uh-huh. is basically just the DSRE. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, crazy. Um, so yeah, uh, he did a breakdown of the Fellowship of the Ring. He's done all three original Star Wars movies, um, Psycho. Like it's just kind of all across the board. Just mm. he talks about John Williams a ton, obviously. But he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> he's the man. Um, that sounds really, yeah. really, really cool. I love it. It's just a really good just sit back and listen and just like he's done a couple of things too. Where I think the first one he did was with uh, the first Star Wars movies where. He just calls it a musical commentary. So you just sync up the movie with him, and he talks about the music musical cues as the movie goes along. And dude, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. So you could you physically play the movie? You think and like listen to him? With I've headphones? done. It. Oh, yeah. dude, that is so yeah. cool. That is so so cool. Those those types of things are amazing. I've uh, Disney released a um. Uh, this is super silly. They released a thing called uh, Lion King One and a Half, where all it was yeah. was Timon and Pimba, Pumbaa doing that. Yeah. And I, 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 as a kid, even I was like, "That is super silly," but I love that concept. And now that's what YouTube's full of, right? It's people reacting yeah. to other people's <laughs> exactly. videos. That's all it is. Speaking of reaction <laughs> videos, uh huh. There's this channel. Uh, this guy, he, um, he's he's not a Christian, but he started reacting to worship music and Christian music. Okay, um, and you can just see it's kind of incredible. He starts with oh, oceans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and watched a few of yeah, them. Yeah, he's literally just he's like, not a Christian. Not a Christian. He's just listening, just being like, I love all kinds of music. I'm gonna give this a shot, and just listening just to the music, just think like criticizing the music and stuff, but the whole time listening to lyrics and being like. This, these are good like and just yeah. like you can see as they move along just how much they're like starting to impact and like he's thinking about it and like i don't know it's really really cool i was watching him respond i don't know if it was oceans but he like starts to cry in like one of them yeah it's um oh man i saw that one which one was it it was it uh, uh so will i so will i yeah. yeah i was gonna say it was one of the ones yeah. that like it has the bridge and he was like yeah i'm like crying like what is yeah you know, like, uh, i loved it yeah which i love really i love cool. honest reaction videos and i think what mm-hmm. i love about it is that that corporate side of music is, is mm-hmm. kind of felt you know yeah. they feel what you feel it kind of gives you that feeling that you would be in the room for a concert but then yeah. like the smallest minute not yeah. real but you know what i mean it kind of attaches you to it for me it was like because i'm so like in worship and Christian mm-hmm. music all the time, I kind of hate it a little yep. bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so like yeah. listening to like Christian radio or anything, I won't do it. And yep. and then I just get this reminder, like Oceans, I make fun of Oceans all the time. Yeah. And that's the first one he listens to it. I'm like, it's a good song. Like, mm-hmm. like it just brings us like, 
okay, I guess maybe it has some power. Oh, dude, like, <laughs> and you and I have talked about this before, I think, on the podcast, where, like, the Bible can be the, come the same way for me, where, like, yeah. people quote the Bible, and I'm like, oh, that was the easy thing to do. And I'm like, oh, wait, that was <laughs> that's a really bad way to talk about the Bible. But in some ways, I'm like, no, like, you need to use, you know, broader, bigger concepts to kind of attach those themes of the Bible. Not yeah. saying that the Bible can't speak on its own or it doesn't have power, but I just I just feel like sometimes that's that's it's not the fullness of what the Bible is meant mm-hmm. to be used as. Um, kind of in a similar thing, I was just going to attach a quick other podcast that I've recently just got into I don't know as much about. Uh, it's called The Last Archive, and it's just this girl that is going into old city buildings and looking up basically old archives of stories mm-hmm. and kind of bringing them back to life. And so one of the first ones she talks about is the lie detector. And how the guy that created the lie detector was a fraud. And and it is Oh the irony. Oh, it is fantastic. And so the last archive, and it's just a fun, it's a fun way to like, I feel like just kind of learn some old things, kind of have some silly yeah. things. But then at the end, it's not just like a silly story. It's like genuine, like you're like learning history. This guy that that created this ends up being the, like, because you see this all the time now, like seven out of 10 men preferred Gillette shaving cream over, yeah. the, you know, whatever. <laughs> he was the guy they were using nah. for a lot of this research <laughs> starting out because he had this machine that he thought, but he was, he was lying about everything. Oh, and, so funny. and it was so good, man. By the end of it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and so the whole point of it is just like you know he the archives now we can go back and prove and see and you know but he got away with it because technology and you know the internet at the time couldn't you know you just go to the next city kind of move on like the peddler of you know the anyway it was just is insane and so she interviews his kids and talks about who he is and it's it's really 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 well done um and what you would love about it too is she goes back and archives all the old detective music and sounds and like uses nice. old like pieces of sound <laughs> from like the 50s and like the live radio shows that they would like put in and she uses those in the thing to kind of create these dramatic scenes and kind of retellings and it's really 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 well That's done. Great. So I just That's I just really found great. it it'd be a cool mm-hmm. thing to check out it's called the last archive. Um Book, real quick. One book. I know we've talked about books a lot uh, because we're like, what are we at? 30 minutes, 25 minutes? Eh, 22. All right, we're good. Let's do one book a piece. Um, You know, I know there's lots of things we could talk about. I'm going to let you go first because, you know, I think I've gone first twice now. So it's always healthy for you. Um, But like, what's a a book? Maybe maybe give me one fictional, one non-fictional if you have both. Um, Because I do think sometimes getting into a fictional story is actually Mm -hmm. a healthy way to detach and kind of see, see the world and then... The other side, of course, is good for growth. Well, the not or the fiction book that I just finished, it it's kind of ties into kind of everything that's going on, but it's still like a mm-hmm. you know, it's still uh in an entertainment is, yeah. is the main yeah. main point of it. I just read The Help. Ooh, um, yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, the movie was good. I rewatched it and like it's funny because um I remember Viola Davis, who plays like the main maid in, mm-hmm. in that movie, um, she kind of didn't like it that's one a movie she regrets being in because she was like it didn't it the whole point was to show like how 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 life was for the you know the the help the the black maids that were raising these white kids in yeah in these houses and she it didn't it didn't, didn't make do an impact that. yeah um, mm-hmm. the book i feel like did a better job of that so i can kind of see like i can kind of see that of maybe it, it leans too much into the entertainment side and like yeah um but it was helpful for me to know. Uh, Catherine Stockett is the author. Okay. And she, I guess it's almost a little autobiographical where she oh. had a black maid that raised her growing up and she, uh, 
yeah, we just that kind of actually grew that up movie is good. Like, that yeah. movie is good. So the, you're saying she wrote this as the perspective of the kid. Yeah, it was raised. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Emma Stone is mm-hmm. in, she's mm-hmm. the actress in the movie plays um Skeeter the, the generalist. Main, main, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there um there's uh, Minnie um is is one of the maids in um Abilene's the other one um but it was it was really good i mean like i say i could kind of see how people could argue oh it's just not an accurate picture movies but are like, always t- difficult to but even and the book does a better job but even the book but there are two two quotes in it yeah. um that i was like honestly if you miss these quotes then you're probably going to not enjoy the book <laughs> but yeah like, yeah um, and they kind of come in the same place um where Abilene and, and Minnie, the two main maids in this in this book, are like sitting there. They're talking about how um, Abilene's trying to make the case that like all these boundaries that are built up between the white and the black, mm-hmm. and the you know the the rich women who are paying them to raise their kids and the, mm-hmm. the black maids and, and stuff are just fake. Like they they don't really exist. They're you know in and, the background exactly and. Um, so this one, so, you know, they've, if you don't know the point, the, the thing, um, this, uh, female journalist goes to these black maids asking them to, uh, help her write this book from their point of view of what it's like to, mm-hmm. um, be the help. Yeah. To be the help. And, um, they are kind of convinced into it and this book comes out and causes this big stir and, yeah. and whatnot. And, um, so that's what kind of what they're talking about in, uh, Abilene says, wasn't that the point of the book for women to realize we are just two people, not that much separates us, not nearly as much as I'd thought. Mm. Um, and then just a little bit later, she says, all I'm saying is kindness don't have no boundaries. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Like that's, that's good. <laughs> I see it on the preacher side of things. So I immediately like there's no laws of, of earth that go against yeah. love kind of, you know, like love and. And the fruits of yeah. the spirit against the uh, what does it say against these against these things there is no law yeah um against Galatians but that's you're you're so right man like it translate and that that's always what's so funny is like when you go to a different culture even a different language speaking like country certain things translate that you yeah. don't have to speak you know smiles kindness mm-hmm. yeah love it translates yeah it doesn't have to be spoken. Hmm. I love that. That sounds yeah. great. So you, that's good. What about your nonfiction? Nonfiction. Um, man, I have a couple ways I could go with this. You go, you do you, man. I started, just started reading it last night. Um, it's one, I'm one chapter in, it's called One More Thing, um, Ooh. by BJ Novak, who is Ryan from The Office. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't really know that name. I was like, I know that name. Um, yeah. So like this first chapter was literally just like, it's the story of the hare after he raced the tortoise. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like him trying to get, trying to like make people understand. He's like, I took six naps during that race. Yeah, like, and they, didn't, like, they don't get it. Yeah. And so he re-races the tortoise and wins. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but it's just literally, I think that's what it is, is just like random stories and, um, I don't Silly know. thoughts and yeah. wisdom that comes out of it. So that'll be a fun one. You'll have it's to tell us yeah. how it goes. I'll probably run one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. BJ yeah. Novak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I was like, I immediately was like, I know that. Cause he was one of the writers on office for yeah. a little while too. Okay. Yep. That's why I was like, I, th- I feel like, like, I, you know, immediately went in my head. I was like, 
And then I was like, I see that name with that song on the That's screen. Funny. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible. That means yeah. I've watched The Office. I Not know, as much as it you, means but watched it enough. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, you know, nonfiction I think is a difficult, you know, thing right now. I'm not listening to a whole lot of nonfiction, or I mean, fiction. I'm not listening to a whole lot of fiction. I'm reading a lot more nonfiction right now. Um, you know, the stories I, I kind of get caught and wrapped up into them, and then I like finish them as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, I would say the history side of things is kind of taking that place right now where I get caught up in a narrative, but it has more substantial yep. kind of non-creative. It has creative limitations because it's real. But yeah. at the same time, it's that narrative, like pull me into another world, make me think about things. Um, kind of halfway through a different series that I don't know, I may or may not pick back up. I'm, I'm in the middle of reading like three books right now, which is normally how I roll, me too. Um, yeah. which is always a hard thing. Um, which I know you told me not to talk about Ravi, but the logic of God is really, really good. <laughs> yeah, Ravi, well. yeah, I do. <laughs> I was listening this morning. It's so good. It's a 52-week devotional or 52-chapter mm -hmm. devotional by Ravi. I literally bought it because Ravi reads it, and I'm listening yeah. to it, and I just wanted to hear his voice. <laughs> and it's really, really good. I don't know why I expected anything else. Um, you know, I I've been listening to several different you know pieces of I think attachment. One of the things that I totally forgot that. Um, was, uh, it's, uh, it's by a guy named, uh, oh, I can't, why am I blanking? It's All is Grace, uh, by Brennan. Brennan Manning. Brennan Manning. Yeah. Um, I went back and read that, or parts of that. Um, the if you have, oh man, the Ragamuffin Gospel is what he's most famous yeah. for. That's a good book. Uh, it is a good book. He sees the limitations of it. I'll just tell you that. The, the All is Grace is, uh, is so good because it's the reflections of someone that has been involved in walking with Jesus for like 50 some years and he's in his seventies and he's just thinking back through his whole experiences. And so it's just highlights of his life, despairing moments of his life where God have been. And it's almost like, it feels a lot like Proverbs or Ecclesiastes is what it feels like to me. It's almost like his version of like, you know, listen to my words, son and yeah. follow them type thing. But he doesn't have, you know, you're not, he doesn't have kids and he's not reflecting on that and that intentionality, but he's more just reflecting back to the, to the younger generations. So, it, you know, as a follower of Jesus and then also as a pastor, because he's a prominent preacher, teacher, it is just, it hits in so many different ways. Um, there's a poem at the end that I think I've read on a Sunday morning sold multiple times that he just talks about mm -hmm. just the hope of grace and that, that everything we experience, whether it's our highest highs and lowest lows, we still have to depend on grace. And that there's no place, even in our best moments and in our worst moments, we can depend and fully give into because all of it is is under the banner of grace. And it is so needed right now, especially, I think, in my own soul, because there is just this paralyzing fear a lot of times that I'm making the wrong choice by not speaking up or I'm making the wrong choice by speaking up too much. Yeah. Or if I'm, you know, ignoring an issue or if I'm honing in on one that doesn't matter, you know. And so you know, giving myself some grace and letting myself kind of have some space to, to believe that God is still God. Um, that is, that's just an encouraging message of that book. So I, hmm. I highly encourage all his grace uh, by Brendan Manning. It's, it's, it's powerful, powerful, powerful book. Um, trying to think I have like a couple others. Um, didn't see it coming. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, um, by, uh, why can I not remember his name? The Canadian, Mike and I know his name. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> so I didn't see it coming. Uh, 
it's uh, the other guy, the podcast that we listen to all the time that I cannot. He's from Willow Creek uh, years ago. But anyway, uh, the, that book itself is just reflections on a life of regret or a life of success mm. that we didn't. He looks back on his life and he goes, I did not realize how powerful this moment was in the proper choice. I didn't realize how devastating this moment was in the improper choice. And so he's mm. just kind of calling you to think through your decisions and, and to kind of see the value and possibility. So obviously for me, like reflection and some of that stuff is huge. And those are part of the reads, you know, self-improvement would be like kind of the title of the non-Christian. I would call it spiritual form formation yeah. would kind of be what we would call it in mm-hmm. the, you know, in the Christian world. Um, you know, it's definitely been a, a challenging time in the sense of the pandemic into this and then, you know, into the unknowns of the election and then, you know, whatever the new normal is yeah. going to look like. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure right now to make the right choices and like, what do we need to do? And, you know, the fear of rushing back too soon or the fear of losing something that we had before or the fear of forgetting something. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, anything else that's having an impact or things that you're learning, listening to? I mean, I mean, obviously podcast books are great, you know, yeah. type of things and articles or, you know, things or stuff of that nature is, is powerful too. You know, I've been, I'm watching The Chosen. I, I, I normally am like you. I just rebel against everything that is like made by Christians for Christians. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a, because they're bad. There's sometimes are. <laughs> You know what it feels like? It's like the corny, just just yeah. not not attractive. Mm-hmm. Just I I'm you know what if it, that's it feels like boiled vegetables. Yeah, I just don't want to eat that. them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so these are seasoned well, mm-hmm. and it's done well. Um, and if you haven't watched the first season of The Chosen, I highly encourage you to do it. You can find it, you know, free of multiple places. But I also think it's worthy of buying one of my favorite reasons. And if you don't know what The Chosen is, it's the literally a, a season-long idea of Jesus picking his disciples and followers and them kind of following him. Hmm. But at the same time, tracking Nicodemus's spiritual growth as well on the other side of of kind of the, the you know, Pharisee or, or Sad, Sadducee line. I love the, the way they depict Jesus. It is absolutely one of my favorite things to watch him interact with children and with Peter and um, the way that they just very like, it's a, it is a Bible college nerds like <laughs> favorite series, the way they just subtly drop things in there and do not try to explain it. It's not like one of those where they're like, hi, Simon, would you pick up that rock? <laughs> like, you know, they wouldn't do that. They don't do that type of stuff, you know? And it, it's much more like if you're paying attention and you see these nuance little conversations and the way that Jesus looks at his mom and the way that he looks at his disciples and he makes jokes, he makes farting noises at one point with these kids. Like he just does things that you've never seen Jesus do, but yes, they're real life. And uh, it just, what I explained, I think to you is it feels very black and white when you read a lot of things about Jesus Mm -hmm. in the sense of its description, not necessarily in the sense of like, you always know exactly what's going on black and white, just very two-tone yeah and this is color i mean it just Mm -hmm. feels vibrant it feels like it's life so maybe that's the only other thing that i would say i've been kind of paying attention to and i treat them like little sermons man because by the end i'm going like man i need to reimagine my jesus a little better Mm -hmm. i had him a little two-toned when he needs to be a little brighter a little bit more humane in in the sense of his humanity so yeah cool well this has been a good one yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I hope, uh, you know, any comments or anything, just, you know, be kind in the yeah. comments. Give us grace. We'll give you grace. Um, you know, we're, we're just kind of trying to be lovers that learn. 
Learners of the love. You hate it when I say all this. I really but. do. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to love learning, and I I think it's uh it's been a it's been a pleasure to have a chance to do these podcasts. We're going to continue to try to do them. Tune in next week mm-hmm. when we try to take on this topic of what it means to be a man, uh, yeah. and to step up and take that step, and hopefully by then we'll know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do all the research. Okay, good. I'll figure good, it good. out. I'll ask my wife for some advice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button or uh, hit turn on, that notif- turn on that notification bell. Uh, check us out on Sunday mornings at 9 or, or I should t- say 10.15 is when our, our live service is. Um, if not, I guess we'll see you uh, next week. Have a great and glorious day in the Lord. See you later. See you.